Every week we talk about how this podcast is designed to disrupt the way entrepreneurs and real estate agents think about their business and their life in order to grow themselves and their profitability. And so Mike, I've got a random question for you. Uh, well, actually kind of a series of random questions like usual, I guess, which is, have you ever wondered why ice melts at room temperature and turns into obviously to water or like why the light of a flashlight begins to dissipate the further away you shine the focal point? Or maybe even like, uh, let's say this weekend that your wife, Amy, she's doing laundry for your teenage children. And when she's finished doing the laundry, you look into your kid's room and you'll see that all of a sudden the, the clothes are miraculously hung up and put, and put away in their closets and everything's organized and orderly. And then what, probably two days, maybe if that long, all of a sudden your teenager's room is just utter chaos. The clothes somehow find themselves onto the floor or maybe onto their bed or somehow they end up in the bathroom on the countertop anywhere except for still back on the hanger or in the, uh, in the hamper. And so where does all of that come from? Yeah, that wouldn't be good. And that would be, it would be me, not the kids. So. <laughs> okay. So what we know is that the second law of thermodynamics tells us that energy always has a propensity to move towards disorder and to chaos. Yeah. And what, we, what we're seeing right now and in those examples is that energy always gravitates towards a state of disorder and to chaos. And so in that example of like ice turning into water, what we see is, is that ice is incredibly orderly in that, in that state. And yet when it melts and turns into water, the, the energy, um, the molecules of the ice cube begin to actually become more chaotic and begin to move around freely. Yeah. And your energy is no different. Yeah. And so we talked about burnout two episodes ago and how burnout is, is um, plaguing the workplace right now. Over three quarters of those still in the workplace are, are reporting that they're burnout. And a lot of it has to do with how we're maintaining our energy right now. Absolutely. I know that that's, that is the biggest uh, bane of my existence right now is, um, and it's not, it's, it's not necessarily adding energy, it's maintaining the energy that we have uh, because that right in itself is a finite resource and then you can add to your energy, but you have to first maintain and control what you have. Yeah, that's right. What we know is that energy um, is neither added nor detracted. It's merely changing state, right? It's, Absolutely. If we apply that law of thermodynamics or when we apply physics to it, um, I realized that again, this is an entrepreneur podcast. This is a real estate podcast. And so why am I talking about physics or talking about science when we think about energy? And, and to me, the reason why is, is because we first have to make peace with the fact that everything gravitates by default towards chaos and toward and towards disruption. And so, um, if we're not aware of the fact that our energy becomes oftentimes incredibly unstructured and unfocused, we can allow that to happen for too long and then default sets in. Right. And Absolutely. so when, when we think about um, energy and maintaining it or in refocusing it, um, it's important to know that, that, again, this shows up that chaos is always guaranteed. Right. Can I get into a yeah. little bit? So what you're saying is once chaos sets in, you can't discern the difference. Like, 
this has happened to me, y'all. Like when you get to the point where you're working, you're unorganized, you're distracted, you don't even realize the pressures that are being placed upon you. And so by by doing that, you don't even recognize anxiety. You don't. And that just has a whole lot of energy that takes so much energy um, that you don't even realize that you're expending. Yeah. And, and anxiety is something that obviously we can, we can, um, we could tackle from the, I mean, that's a, that's obviously an incredibly lengthy conversation and, um, wildly prevalent. Like we talked about last week on, or two weeks ago, I guess on the, uh, on the show is that, um, one of the manifestations of burnout is anxiety and, and, um, and chaos and anxiety work well together. And that's because, um, of a lack of focus and tension, because we know that Murphy's law tells us that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yep. And so that is by default, what will happen in life. Right. Right. Is you, you likely had a plan for your day and you have a plan for every one of your days right. and it never goes according to plan. Right. And so how do you manage that? You have to come in and be aware of it. Um, the one thing that um, helps me is I'm, I have to be organized. So um, I have to get things off of my head. So um, once if I'm if I have to do something, it's that the constant thinking, oh, I need to do something is what causes me um, the disturbance. So by taking that and writing it down. Um, I then take that disturbance off of my head and I put it on that and then I can like work through through it. So what I hear you saying is that instead of storing ideas in your mind or things that need to be done, having a to do list in your head, um, when you take them out of your head and onto a piece of paper or onto a to do list, a checklist that you're able to remove the uh, anxiety or remove the burden of maintaining that to-do list item and that um, gives you more clarity. Is that right? Absolutely. I would wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I forgot to do that. Now I'm a, it's three o'clock in the morning. I can't, I'm anxious. I can't sleep because I didn't do something that I, and if I would have written it down, I would be more organized. And so what happens is these are little micro things that happen and they add up. Yeah, it takes it, your energy. That's right. It's like a it's like a mosquito bite. Yeah, or it's like a paper cut. Right. Yes. Sometimes the mosquito bite and the paper cut are the most nagging pieces for your for your pain that day. And and trying to remember a to do list without a structured system to control the chaos that's inevitable, it's draining from your energy. Totally. And, and so one of the ways that you maintain energy is by um, by having a system of how you. Um, plan your day and then maintain the structure and organization of your day. Correct? Right. So then when things come up, cause every day something comes up, right? Yeah. Now I have, I have like, so as I'm doing something, um, it'll, I'll get distracted and then I'll stop doing what I was doing. And then later on I'm disturbed. That stuff just, it all adds up over time. And you know, it's interesting, Mike, because you're walking around with a computer in your pocket. Right. So I don't understand why you would have anxiety. I mean, you have a supercomputer that knows everything on earth. So why, why would that be draining from your energy? Well, you're connected and you're super connected. You're expected to respond to people at an instant and you're, it's taxing. 
So that drains your energy as well. Who put that, who put that expectation in place? Uh, I think we are. We, I do. Like That's right. we, before yeah. we got, you know, had this conversation, uh, I was talking to my wife. Um, I'm thinking about going to a flip phone and using my, you know, my iPad in order to kind of create some separation and, and being able to control how connected I am to everyone. And you know, it's an interesting point is, is oftentimes one of the drains on our energy is the expectations that we put on ourselves. Absolutely. And then the expectations that other people place upon us. Yeah. And so when you look at what oftentimes can be um, one of the large demises of relationships, whether that's a spousal relationship or, or friendships, um, Oftentimes it's expectations. Totally. Expectations carry a massive burden, whether they're your own or someone else who's placed yeah. them on you. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to let that go. Um, this is so timely. Amy called me yesterday. We were going through, um, you know, some things from an adoption perspective perspective. And we got a, a bill from the attorney yesterday and uh, Amy was really upset. And uh, when she called me and I was like, her, I could tell she was upset because she thought I was going to be upset. And so she put that on her mind and she agonized and she sat in that for a long time. So I apologized to her. I said, I'm sorry you had to sit with that because I knew the energy that was taken and the time where that perceived where you thought that I was going to be really upset. And so how many times do we do that day in and day out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the expectations of how you will feel became the weight of of her moving from a positive energy state to a negative energy state. And and yet the interesting part about it is, is that um, that really you had no role in that. No, it was imagined. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what drains the bulk of our energy yeah. is the imagined fears of the way in which um, will be perceived or the expectations that others have upon us. And so the, the interesting thing about gaining energy or sustaining energy, or and really it's, it really is, is the framework really should be, is it positive energy? As in, does it leave you feeling better than, um, than the energy that leaves you feeling drained or feeling worse? Um, it, when, we, when we think about that, oftentimes it is the fear that we place of the future Right. Or the expectations of how we're afraid someone feels about us. Right. And and the most important part of this is all of it's in our head. It's all in our head. It's all a narrative that that we're stuck inside um, of reminding ourselves. And so when we look at how do you how do you have a different level of of energy every day or how do you approach life from a place where you have an abundance of positive energy? Um, you know, when I'm when I'm hearing you say that you're going through this adoption um, instance, or I'm going to call it custody because it's something that we're working through simultaneously yeah, similar, as yeah, well. And, you know, we've talked about it is that um, it's a challenging process Absolutely. because it is completely out of your control. Yeah. And you, you desire for an outcome that you have no real control over the actual end outcome. And, um, and so what is it about that that's upsetting? I mean, you're in it. So you're, you're blinded in it. It's from your perspective. Um, you can't control anything. So as you're doing it, you're trying to control it. Um, and the simple fact or the simple part of controlling something exerts energy. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And how much control do you actually have on it? None. So then as you're trying to control something that you have no control over, yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. And, and and you're doing it for no reason. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's the default um, programming that, that the bulk of us have is, is that thinking that if we go to um, go to exerting or struggling for control, that we'll be able to gain a desired outcome. And this is, I think, what plagues entrepreneurs so aggressively, myself included at times. And and it's something that I'm that I'm working through um, and, and improving on. And I think the first step in that is the awareness piece of it. Right. First, you have to become aware that you are struggling for control. Right. And the control that you're struggling for is in your mind, right? Is it's it's the story you tell yourself on a daily basis of wrestling for the control because when you become successful as an entrepreneur or as a real estate agent, what what you oftentimes um, contribute the success to is your ability to take action and take control of a situation in order to get a desired outcome. And so when we believe that by controlling the outcome is what got us to the successful position that we're currently in. Yeah. We always default back to that control programming. This what got us here. That's right. <laughs> and what and what we know is that actually in order to continue to grow through um, entrepreneurship, to continue to grow as a person, that if we keep fighting for control forever, we actually end up having success without fulfillment. Right because we're trapped in this prison of our own mind where we're always trying to control an outcome that we really have no control of. The larger your organization becomes, the less control you actually have. Right. Yeah. And so if you fight for control always, you'll You'll either stay small. That's right. You'll stay, you'll never be able to grow to that next level. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And yet that's what we, we oftentimes do. And so the awareness piece of it, um, allows you to have a different level of energy around yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're going through a similar situation and I'll just briefly share is, uh, the other day we, we were, we were, um, in a custody, um, situation where, um, I had a desired outcome mm-hmm. and that, um, desired outcome is out of my control. And, um, and I, and I had to kind of excuse myself and step, step out of the room and go for a walk and, and really sit with the disturbance that I had is why, what's bothering me about something that's out of my control. And I kind of had a conversation with myself. Um, and the first thought was I'm, I'm struggling for my own ego. Right. What I'm, what I want is my way of getting this outcome. I want it to be the way that I want it to be. Right. And then, you know, I kind of asked myself the question of, do I really want that though? Is that actually what will make me happy? If it's my way, will I actually be fulfilled? And, and then I thought, well, no, I just want my son to be happy and healthy. And I'm like, well, is that actually true also? No, I actually just want him to be happy. Right. I'm not even going to put the condition of health on him. I actually merely want him to be at peace and be happy. Right. And whatever the equation for that is, allows me then to have all of the energy in the world to focus then on how do I have a happy, healthy, fulfilled child Okay. instead of wrestling for an outcome that I have no control over. Right. And when we apply that thought process to our day, every day we have, we find that we have a limitless amount of income of energy. Right. Yeah. Like people seem to, you're walking around like, 
I want what Eric's hat got. <laughs> I don't know that anybody wants this. Hair. I don't know that anybody wants this haircut. No, I mean, no, I I get it. I get it. the The biggest thing that I struggled with was I was you. I was so in it that I did not even real like. You don't realize what's giving you what's sucking your energy. Yeah, like you're just. I was disturbed all the time. Yeah. So when you're disturbed all the time, when a stir- disturbance comes, it does. The alarm isn't ringing because, well, it's ringing, but you got all these other alarms. So you have to quiet that disturbance. So then, when something's giving you anxiety in your business, then I can be like, oh. Okay, I need to get, and then I can put systems in place in order to overcome what that anxiety is. Does yeah. that make sense? It absolutely does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase what I heard you say, which is that when you have the ability to recognize that you're disturbed about something, yeah. When 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 you feel your energy going negative in in business and entrepreneurship, when you're not getting your desired outcome, and that's controlling your mind, controlling how you think and feel. Um, the way to resolve that is a, to recognize it first B is to actually sit in the pain of it. Yeah. Is so to actually be in the moment of the pain part of that. Why do I feel this way? That's right. And then once you, once you, um, once you ask yourself that question, then the process is a matter of how long are you willing to sit in the pain of trying to figure out what makes you feel that way? Yeah. And that, and that's the part that most people will avoid and, and keeps them in that state of negative energy. And that, that continues to move through the cycle over and over and over of each day, going back to entrepreneurship, um, and, and fighting for control in a negative fashion is being unwilling to actually go through the process yeah. of sitting through the pain. Why do I feel this way and how can I fix it? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that unfortunately is not talked about enough in leadership and entrepreneurship yeah. is the painfulness that comes from actually growing a company is, you know, you hear the you hear oftentimes the adage that leadership is lonely and it makes sense, um, kind of, yeah. you know, when they're like, ah, it's lonely at the top. And then you, you know, you have this visual of someone on the top of a mountain yeah. and they're lonely. And yet what, what I think it means or what I've um, endured or felt in and through this process of self-discovery is that the, the loneliness of leadership is the fact that you have that anxiety, that pain, that disturbance, and you have no outlet for it. Right. Because you can't go down your organization and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And where is there to go um, when you are at the top of the organization? Right. And so you sit in that pain and oftentimes sitting in that pain can be lonely mm-hmm. until you understand that there's actually a way of working through it. Yeah. And that you actually can work through it yourself. Yeah. And so. Or get a coach. Or get, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so part of it then is the getting out of the plane of the problem Because what I heard you say is that when you were able to identify what you were struggling with, then you're able to get out of the problem. That's the hard part is identifying that you're doing it or that it's uh, you think that you're invincible. I can just go out and just muscle through anything. And then the thing is, is over time. Yeah. For a short sustained amount of time. But when you're doing this for a long time, it, it just adds up. 
Yeah. And, and so when you're in that, when you're in that problem itself, you, you really can't find the ideal solution. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the longer you actually sit and struggle for control, the more likely you are to actually continue to get that negative outcome or that negative feeling, that negative energy that you don't want. Right. And that's the interesting thing I think is that, you know, Einstein talked a lot about, um, the plane of geometry and, and talking a lot about, um, that you've got to get out of the plane of the problem in order to solve, um, larger problems in order to think about things differently. And, and so how do you do that? How do you actually remove yourself from it? Um, if you, if you know of anything from a tactical or from a technique standpoint, um, what I, I'm naturally, I'm just kind of gotten better at it. Like I normally, I feel you say a disturbance. I think I'm using the word anxiety and disturbance. I think we're just doing the same word. Um, I, I feel this disturbance. Um, and then my, I write that disturbance down. Um, and then if I, I literally think about it, um, I try to understand how to tackle it. Uh, maybe it's, I need to get clarity around, um, you know, um, pre-approved buyers put together an Excel spreadsheet that does something. So then I write that down and then And so as those disturbances, as those things, say I want to have a big project, I literally write down the big project and then I take, I write down on my list, what is the next thing that I need to do to move this project forward? And by doing that, I'm doing little micro wins every day and then ultimately comes to a a big, and I do it in a stress-free, like a stress-less way. Yeah. So, so you're practicing simplification. That's the biggest thing is we overcomplicate it. That's right. And so by taking, you know, how do you eat an elephant? I keep saying it a bite at a time. And you literally, the goal is the elephant eating the elephant. And then you just got to be strategic. And it's that road that is, that gives you the anxiety. But if you could take it and we talk about blocking and tackling, um, it, it, it breaks it down, makes it light, makes it simpler. So f- for me, everything that ever disturbs me is fear. And, totally. um, and interestingly enough is as we know, and is incredibly cliche fear is fear is imagined. Right. And now, unless, unless we're going to be attacked by a, uh, by a tiger, yeah. uh, fear is, is highly likely to be imagined. Yeah. And, and we, we, when we live in the present moment itself, when yeah. we live today, everything is actually simple because yeah. when you think about eating an elephant, you're thinking about eating an elephant in the future. When you think about having one bite, you're merely living in the present. Yeah. And when we live in the present, we have very little fear, very little anxiety, and we have tons of abundant positive energy because we have no worry about what's coming in the future and, and we have no overcomplication of our business, of our life, of our finances, of all of the uncertainty that right. surrounds us on a daily basis. Um, and yet that's harder than, than ever for a lot of people to be doing right now. And, and part of it is, is, is a practice of habits. Yeah. It's, it's having awareness first and then 
and then creating a new habit that builds energy in a positive and sustainable manner. And so what are you finding in your daily life that's the best thing that you've been able to do for building positive energy and maintaining a habit? Well, one thing that you just said that I love, and I think it just wraps, it just says this whole conversation is living the moment. Yeah. Blocking and tackling everything we say this, like, I don't think as a human, like as a species, we have been designed for like, for the, the, the stresses and all the things that we, that we're putting on ourselves. So in order to have the best life and to maintain energy, I mean, it's simple. It's living the moment. Yeah. But, but tactically, like, you know, when I, when I, I struggle with that, of course, as I'm sure everyone does. Um, now do I have the awareness to, to improve on that? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've talked about, I spend an obnoxious amount of time in, um, in personal growth and, and in doing that, um, you know, I, I have some additional awareness, I, I hope. And yet I'm still, no matter how much time that I spend on it, not able to live each day in the actual moment, the day itself. And so for me, um, it's awesome to talk about living in the moment. And yet I have to actually create a, um, a set of like daily habits right. that helps to get, um, reminded of not falling into default because remember right. default when we talk about entropy the second law of thermodynamics um default is decay right everything in life will decay if there's no structure and no focused energy put on it and so for me my default mode is not living in the moment right well yeah because you're you're losing you're, that's right yeah you're losing yeah so I, I agree with that um it's so funny how every week everything we say is kind of weaving together um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And if we, you tackle this, this is going to help you with burnout. This is going to help you with other aspects of your life as well. So for me, when I look at building, um, positive energy habits, um, one of the things that I have to start my day with, because, um, because I find that I'm not a, um, you know, my, my, my spouse is just world-class amazing at being positive around everything. Mm -hmm. And I am just not like that. That's awesome. That is not my strength. And, um, and Lauren is so awesome at being positive around everything. Like if you need a cheerleader, Mike, she's got you. Got it. And, um, there aren't a lot of people that call me to be their cheerleader necessarily. So, um, so I have to build a, I have to build a habit around that in order to, um, can we talk about routine? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like routine is going to help protect you against this. Correct. As well. That's yeah. what, yeah. So for me, I think <laughs> about habit as in like, that's my routine, right? Yeah. So like, um, so the routine that I have to get into is every, every morning when I wake up, my headphones go in Okay. and headphones go in while I'm making coffee, half awake at four 30 in the morning. And I'm, and I have a gratitude playlist on YouTube that I play every day. Yeah. And, and that's because I have to start my day with perspective. Yeah. With the perspective that no matter, um, what my default programming is, is the perspective is that I'm incredibly blessed because I have breath or because right. I have life. Yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. Define your win. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so the simplification of that win though, is that literally getting up 
that That's morning the is the win. Yeah. Right. It's that is the perspective of maintaining energy. And, and when we're living in the future, we're losing the ability to have positive momentum and positive energy. And so, so it's building a daily routine and a daily habit that allows you to be present in that present creates the positive energy. Yeah. It's the framing of it. You know, right. like it's a mindset. I'm right. playing with house money. That's right. That's a blessing. It's a, yeah. it's a blessing. So absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, so, so as an entrepreneur, here's the thing I run into and I, I find mm -hmm. oftentimes, especially with my own, um, my own people is that, um, do you see them as problems when, when someone calls you and says, Hey Mike, um, we just did an inspection and the foundation's crumbling and we're moving on. We're not going to buy this listing of yours. If you see that as a problem versus a challenge for you to overcome and, and grow as a person makes you feel two totally different ways. Right. So I think the box that you put things in contributes to the way that you feel from an energy perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're you're talking about lifting from certain spots. I talked about defining my why and how, uh, you know, I couldn't do something for myself, but yet I was able to find the energy to do it by separating myself. So also understanding where that energy reservoir is within yourself and then tapping into that resource. Absolutely. And so as we wrap up, that actually kind of leads me into um, one of the last things I wrote down about building positive energy is in order to get energy, you have to give energy. Yeah. And so when you want to gain energy or when you want positive energy, what you actually need to do is give it first. Yeah. Because it's yeah. impossible for you to give and contribute to others and do something for someone else without the expectation of anything in return and to not be moved positively uh, as an, as a result of that. Yeah. And oftentimes the reason why we're struggling with negative energy is because we're focused exclusively on what's in it for us. Right. And when we live yeah. in the position of what's to be gained or what the outcome is that we want, what we find is that all of our energy becomes depleted at the end of the day. And instead of what we're looking for, which is that daily energy fulfillment, yeah. which is found by giving it to others. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you have that fear, a lot of like the fear is imagined. And a lot of that it's you. That's right. It's, it's I or me. And if you can uncouple that, a lot of that fear goes away. Yeah. Absolutely. And there, there's your energy. Yeah. So in the coming weeks, when we look at building energy, simplify, build a routine and a habit for the simplification of it. Communicate whether that's with a third party or with yourself when you need to um, uncouple that negative pull um, and then give energy in order to get energy.